Welcome to the Hoosier Roundtable basketball podcast on HoosiersNow.com, your Sports Illustrated fan nation website for all things Indiana football and basketball. Join us each week as we talk Indiana hoops all season long with point guard Xavier Johnson and other special guests. And now here's your host, Hoosiers Now publisher and longtime award-winning journalist, Tom Brew. Hello, everybody. Well, this is Tom Brew. Welcome to the Hoosier Roundtable, the postseason edition. We're, we're into March, which means it's the madness of March. And uh, Sunday night, we had selection shows for both the men and the women's team. And Indiana, of course, very well represented, uh, probably as well as any school in the country. The Indiana men's team being a number four seed and the women getting their first ever number one seed and getting a lot to host games in Bloomington the first weekend of the season. So it's, uh, um, you know, it's going to be an all uh, NCAA tournament show today and uh, uh, happy to have Haley Jordan joining us as well, too. Haley, of course, our video director here at Hoosiers now, but also covers the women's basketball team and uh, uh, and soon to be in 2023, the host of the Hoosier Roundtable podcast every day. So, Haley, uh, welcome and welcome to the Madness of March Oh, yeah. It was really exciting last night, 6 p.m., 8 p.m. That's when the selection show spoke for itself. And I cover the Indiana women, and they are very excited. You could see from their reaction to get the first one seed in program history. And Tom, very well deserved for that Hoosier squad. No question about it. It's been a fabulous year. Uh, uh, we just had the one regular season loss for the longest time. And uh, they've kind of stumbled just a bit here. And we're going to talk about that is whether or not any of that matters at all. But it's been a great year. Been ranked in the top two or three in the country all year long. And very, very deserving of a number one seed. So, uh, but let's start there. Obviously, they were, uh, they're one of the four number one seeds. Uh, the women's tournament works a little bit different from the men. They get to host the first and second round games in Bloomington. So as the draw came out last night, what did, uh, what did they think of it? And, uh, and what do you, what do you uh, look forward to here in this first weekend of the tournament in Bloomington at what it will likely be a sold out assembly hall? Oh, yeah. You know, head coach Terry Moore in the press conference yesterday was very excited. Grace Berger, guard, and Mackenzie Holmes Ford, they seemed very excited, too, about their matchup. I literally think this is the best case scenario for Indiana because they have the luxury of not only playing the first and second rounds in Bloomington if they're to advance through the first and second rounds, but they also get to watch the first four game between Tennessee Tech and Monmouth. So they get a little bit of an edge, although they don't know who they're going to play until after Thursday, March 16th, time undetermined, they will get to sit in and watch that team play. So this is literally best case scenario for Terry Moran and her Hoosiers. Yeah, and certainly in, uh, now it's been a bit of a, a bit of a time off here. It's uh, you know the, obviously the Big Ten Women's Tournament was uh, a week ago, so they you know, they've been uh, they've been you know eight or nine days of rest. They've had that time. They had the last uh, the loss in the regular season to Iowa on the last second shot by Caitlin Clark, and then they lost, uh, giving up a big lead to Ohio State in the semifinals. But now they've had a full nine days of rest so far, plus you know another five or six this week. How, how important has this extended break sort of helped them in regards to not only getting healthy, but kind of hitting the reset button a little bit, too? Yeah, I asked Terry Moore in this exact question in Minneapolis, Minnesota for the Big Ten Women's Tournament, and she looked at me and she said, this is much needed. She said, physically we're tired, mentally we're tired, and she said, although today was a huge loss and we give all the props to Ohio State for coming out really strong and advancing – 
there's only three blemishes on Indiana women's basketball season record. And I think they were just exhausted. It's really hard to go through a division one schedule, especially with how competitive the big 10 conference is in women's basketball. It's really hard to only escape that conference with just three losses. And Terry Morin has said all year long, she believes that the big 10 is the best conference this year in women's basketball. And I have to agree with her being a beat reporter and seeing these opponents battle it out on the floor every single day. I think this period of rest will also help health-wise. Warren said that Mackenzie Holmes was having some trouble in the press conference. She was icing her knee. Keandra Brown, as you saw, she went down in one of the Big Ten tournament games. It was emotional. She was on the floor crying. It was really a hard sight to see. Got an update there. Warren said that they think it's just some really bad bruising. As most fans know, she had a couple hip surgeries, so she should be able to at least be on the bench. She hasn't been practicing, but no surgery required this time. So I think that this break is really good, not only just to game plan and kind of reset, but also for health reasons, too. Yeah, it's always the biggest thing you want to do going into March, obviously, is, uh, you know, you you want to be at the top of your game for one. But to be there, you need healthy people. And certainly, uh, I think with Mackenzie Holmes, that's a, you know, a, a big thing. She's such a critical part of this team and uh, everything kind of. Uh, kind of runs through her down low at least. And she's certainly one of the best post players in the country and on a lot of uh, national player of the year lists and all conference, all this, all everything. Uh, and they really need her to be a hundred percent and playing well. And uh, so what is Haley, what is the latest update sort of on Mackenzie and, uh, and how she's feeling now? And, and I'm assuming she's going to be a hundred percent come Saturday and, uh, and ready to make a run uh, for this uh, six game run to a national title. Yeah, we assume so. Morin didn't really give any specific updates on how she was doing, but Mackenzie was in pressers yesterday, and she seemed to be doing just fine. I no doubt think that she'll be 100%. As a lot of fans know, she was out for a big chunk of last season with a left knee injury, and we weren't really sure what she tweaked this time around. Um, All that fans noticed, I could see this on social media, they were just saying that she was a little bit slower getting up and down the floor in the Big Ten tournament, but I anticipate that with rest and icing like she's been doing she'll be just fine now I can't speak and say that she'll be a hundred percent but she looked pretty good yesterday when she was cheering and getting all excited for the tournament and they used her as one of their spokespeople so she'll be playing for sure um I hope she'll be close to 100 percent because you know you need that big 10 defensive player of the year plus the team's leading score if you want to make a deep run in this NCAA tournament Absolutely. So uh, so we we know the plan going forward they're going to have a game on Saturday at Assembly Hall. Yes. Uh, and then uh Provided they win, which is likely since number one seed in the women's tournament has never lost to a number 16 seed. That uh, Then they'll play on Monday uh, against the winner of the 8-9 game. That's uh, Oklahoma State in Miami. Do we, uh, Have you had a chance yet to kind of look ahead at all a little bit as to, as to what sort of challenges that might bring? Yeah, so far, Tennessee Tech and Monmouth, I have a feeling that Tennessee Tech will be the team that advances just looking at their records and their overall season. 22-9 and nine for the Tennessee Tech. And for Monmouth, 18-15 and 15 overall record. Those are the two teams I'm focusing on now. And as far as the 8-9 and nine matchup, I still think that Indiana will be able to win that. I don't want to say handedly because you never know when it comes to March Madness, but that home crowd always helps. And as I mentioned before, being able to scout out that first four game before even playing and hitting the floor, I think that's going to be crucial. And that's going to be sort of the launching pad for Indiana going into the first and second rounds. But if I had to make an educated prediction after covering this team for the whole entire season, I would say that they're going to be really easy, sweet 16 contenders if they put in the work this week. 
Sounds good. Yeah. But uh, yeah. So two years ago, they were an elite eight team uh, last year, a sweet 16 team and lost to Kentucky basically in their own backyard. Yeah. Now this year there's talk of the first ever women's uh, big 10 final four uh, and getting there and, uh, and chasing championships. Uh, this team has certainly played very, very well all year. Uh, uh, you know, the, the old standbys, Mackenzie Holm and Grace Berger who've been around, but they've certainly gotten a lot of big help uh, from Sarah Scalia and, and Sydney Parrish, the transfers, you know, and the freshmen helping in it too. So this team is, is really good, Haley. So let's uh, put you on the spot a little bit here. Can this team find a way to make it to Dallas for the final four? Oh, to Dallas for sure. Final four. Yes. As far as, you know, the championship game, that's when you bring in all these other conferences and you don't know how well each team's going to do. There's still South Carolina out there in the field, the only undefeated team left in Division One college basketball. So I don't know about the championship, but if I had to place my guess, I think Indiana would be a fabulous contender for final four. And also there's a lot of other Big Ten teams in this tournament. Maryland's a two seed. Iowa's a two seed. So Indiana hasn't quite escaped through yet. They're not, there's more multiple good Big Ten teams in this field. So is it going to be a tough journey? Yes, but I do think that they can make the final four and make a good appearance. Well, I certainly hope so. It's uh, great. Uh, the, uh, the, the fanfare behind this women's team has been phenomenal this year. And uh, I don't mind saying since I have you here, you've done a great job of covering that team. And we've, okay. uh, you know, I think, you know, here at Sports Illustrated Indiana, we made the commitment two years ago to really cover this team better than anybody else does. And we have, and, and the numbers show it now. People are reading about it. People are excited about it. So we're surely looking forward to, to covering this whole run and uh, and going from there. So, Haley, uh, enjoy the weekend with the Hoosiers women's team and uh, and then on, on to bigger and better things beyond there, hopefully as well, too. So it uh, should be an enormous amount of fun as we get into NCAA tournament time. Yeah, good luck to them and hoping to take a trip to at least Greenville, South Carolina, and then maybe the short flight over there to Dallas, Texas for the Final Four. There we go. All right. Well, uh, let's take take a break real quick. We'll hear from our friends at New Calm. And then when we come back, we're going to reverse roles. We'll flip, we'll change hats, and uh, Haley will uh, talk to me about the, the men's draw and such, and we'll go from there and uh, break down the Indiana men's NCAA tournament prospects when we get back right after word from New Calm. Welcome to the New Calm family. My name is Jim Poole. I'm the president and CEO of Solace Life Sciences, the neuroscience company that makes New Calm. And what is it? It's simply a technology that when you're feeling stressed or you're not sleeping well, whatever it is that life brings you, New Calm is a tool that predictably, safely, and reliably is going to take good care of you. Find a comfortable place. Put the disc on, eye mask, choose your track. You're going to lie down. What's going to happen? Your mind's going to wander. But here's how you'll know New Calm's working. You'll begin to feel your body separate from your mind. Your mind's gonna wander and your body's gonna feel heavy and your respiration's gonna slow down. And you're gonna go somewhere, somewhere where your mind just wanders and your body heals. And then at some point, you just kind of come to. Simply take off the eye mask, stop the track, take the disc off, and off you go. Newcom is neuroscience. It's not a fairy tale, it's not a bedtime story. There are a number of competitors in this space and once you use Newcom, you'll find out who the real deal is. You'll benefit greatly from it. And don't be fooled by slick advertising. Go with the science. Science is where it's at. I had 20 minutes of absolute escapism, peace. I mean, I was in like a twilight. I didn't know where I was or what was happening, but I never wanted it to end. 
I can laugh with people. I can, I don't get irritated. I don't get frustrated. It is accessible. It's affordable. It's um, something that everyone can do. Welcome back, everybody, to Hoosier Roundtable. If you missed our first segment, we talked about the women's basketball team and how they are really good candidates to make a final four run and hopefully hang that first women's banner up inside Simon Scott Assembly Hall. But hey, it is Indiana. The expectations are high for Hoosiers, so we must talk about the men's team. And with that, we bring back Hoosiers Now publisher Tom Brew to cover his beat. Indiana earned the number four seed and will face Kent State in the first round in Albany, New York. Tom, first initial reactions for Indiana getting that four seed and then facing their opponent, Kent State. Yeah, I think it's great. I was really concerned um, after losing to Penn State in the semifinals of the Big Ten tournament that Indiana might drop to a to a five seed, which would mean another whole line of 12 seeds instead of 13 seeds that uh, are really tough. And that's sort of the way it played out. Indiana was able to hold on uh, to that number four seed uh, which makes a big difference, I think, and uh, and uh, so they'll get uh, they'll get Kent State uh, here in the first game, and the Mid American Conference team is twenty eight and six. They played a really good non conference schedule. They were they they were fifteen and three in the MAC, just one game behind Toledo. Uh, they're very good, but they're also very small, very guard oriented team, uh, and they're going to have an enormous amount of trouble trying to deal with Trace Jackson Davis. Uh, they have no one uh, you know near his size or talent level. Uh, they play a big guard-oriented uh, offense, though, so it's going to be curious to see what Indiana does to try to match up and counteract that. But uh, I'm excited about that with Kent State. And then also, I said, being that four, uh, the potential 5-12 uh, games, Miami and Drake. Uh, and Drake is a really good Mid-American Conference team, too, out of the Missouri Valley Conference. And Miami's been one of the better teams in the ACC this year, but they've been down that league as a whole, and uh, they're missing their best big man right now, too, with an ankle injury. So I think the draw is good. And then when it comes to the number one seeds in the four regions, uh, in the Midwest region with Indiana, it's Houston. And I think they're the worst of the four Big Ten teams. So I think without trying to look ahead too far, uh, the draw is good for Indiana, and uh, but it doesn't mean a whole lot because this first game is still going to be very, very tough, too, Indiana favored by four and a half, but Kent State, very good team. Uh, they've been in this situation before. They've played Houston and Gonzaga already this year. It'll be a good a good challenging matchup in round one, but uh, I certainly think if the Hoosiers play well, uh, they, the potential is there to make a run in this tournament. Let's backtrack a little bit. Big Ten tournament was this weekend, and unfortunately, an early ending for Indiana, who lost to Penn State. I don't know if anybody predicted that an 11th seed would make it all the way to the championship, but that is exactly what the Nittany Lions did. Tom, you were there, live action. What did you see from that game, and why did it go so wrong for the Hoosiers? Yeah, well, um, Penn State, uh, you know, is a is a good team stuck in the middle of a Big Ten conference that's all where everybody two through basically 11 uh, is kind of the same team. And uh, uh, Penn state has a ton of seniors on their team. They're really good three point shooters. Uh, we all remember back to, to, to mid January when Indiana went up to Penn state and, and they hit 18 threes against Indiana and blew them out by 19 points. I mean, it's a tough matchup for them and Penn state's beaten some very good teams. They beat Illinois and Northwestern uh, in the big 10 tournament prior to getting the Hoosiers. And uh, they just, you know, they made shots and Indiana didn't. Um, uh, the starters for Indiana, 0 for 9 combined from three-point range. Jalen Chud, Shafino, Miller Cop, and Trey Galloway were each 0 for 3 from deep. And Indiana only hit two three-pointers the whole game. And it just, the, the, that, whenever that rears its ugly head with this team, 
it's hard for them to win when they don't get anything from the perimeter. So uh, that was a tough loss, but it also gives them another day of rest and they don't play until Friday. So much like we've talked about with the women earlier, I think Indiana will go into this NCAA tournament fully rested, which we couldn't say last year when they had to play all those big 10 games just to get in and then had to play a play in game in Dayton and then fly overnight to Portland, Oregon and, and really not practice at all before their first round game. So I think this is much better this year. Uh, they get full days of practice on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday in Bloomington, and then they'll fly out and they'll do their final walkthrough in Albany, New York on Thursday, and then play the 10 o'clock game on Friday night. So uh, uh, it's going to be uh, an interesting run, but uh, I think the fact that, uh, that they've had, they have some time to rest now, there will be no excuses Come Friday night, they should be healthy and ready to go. A follow up with that: Does that does the Indiana's performance concern you at all going into the NCAA tournament, or was it just because you know anything can happen in the Big Ten tournament? Indiana had already had a ticket to the NCAA. Yeah, I think it's a little bit of both. I mean, I, I, the there is uh, some uh, sense of relief in knowing going into uh, to this that they were into the Big Ten tournament that they were going to be in the NCAA's no matter what. But they were looking. Uh, to improve their seed for sure. I think they really wanted uh, to win this Big Ten tournament. They've talked a lot about how uh, they haven't won anything in a long time. And I think they did go into this tournament hoping to to win it. Uh, but they just, you know, they did not play particularly well against Penn State. Like I mentioned, with the shooting was a problem. Trace Jackson Davis was still great, 24 points, 10 rebounds, 7 assists. Uh, but he didn't get any help, you know, and that's uh, that's been a problem with this team off and on. And, and that, is, I guess, my, is my biggest concern heading into the NCAA tournament is, like, I'm fully confident that they can go out on Friday night and play a really good game. But I also have enough concerns to know that maybe they won't, you know, and it's like they need, you know, when in, in the NCAA tournament, you have to win six games to win it all. You, you have to win four games to get to a final four, which Indiana hasn't done in 21 years. You have to be able to win that first game and and get through the second one. And they haven't done that, you know, since 2016. So and this group of players has never really had any success uh, on this level. I mean, last year they worked their way in, which was great. They got a taste of it, which I think is even better. I don't think they'll be overwhelmed at all when they go to Albany and do all that stuff and be a part of it. I think last year's experience will help with that, but now you need to execute on the floor and, you know, guard oriented teams that can really cut hard, drive hard to the basket and pop up and shoot threes have given them problems in this year. But, uh, but Kent state's numbers don't really match some of the great uh, three point shooting teams that they've lost to so far. And like I said, right now, Kent State doesn't have anybody who can match up with Trace. So it's uh, the matchups are going to be the key. But I do think if Indiana plays well, they not only uh, beat Kent State, but I think they get through the weekend as well, which would be wonderful. We, like I said, we haven't enjoyed a second week of Indiana men's national tournament basketball since 2016 and, and only three times since 2002. So we need, to, we need to change that for sure. And hopefully that'll be the case this weekend. They'll play well enough to win a couple of games. And finally, you can't have an NCAA tournament show without predictions. Brackets are out, everybody. They came out late last night around 9 p.m. Tom, how far do you predict this Indiana team can go in this tournament? Well, the uh, the easy answer is that, that I think they can win the first game, but I think they can lose it too. <laughs> you know, I know that's not uh, the big bold comment, but I I I wrote in my column when the bracket came out that I just I I can't couldn't have imagined a better scenario other than the fact that it's in Albany, New York in the middle of winter. And it's also a 10 o'clock start. Those were my only two problems. I, I like the way it's at, I, you know, Miami's missing a key piece right now too. 
if they can get through the weekend and get to the regional semifinals, number one, Houston awaits there. They're a good team coached by former Indiana coach Kelvin Sampson, and there's still an enormous amount of angst and hatred uh, in the Indiana fan base to them. But I think Houston's a very beatable team. Their best player, Sasser, is injured right now, too, and is a question mark for the tournament. I think a lot of this has fallen into place very well for Indiana, that if they can play well, I could see them making a run uh, into the Elite Eight and, and, and taking their chances from there. I can see all that happening if they play well. But uh, they need everybody to contribute this time. It can't just be all about Trace. And I think Indiana is uh, sort of primed to do that, though. So I'm expecting big things from this team. You know, maybe I'm being a little bit too optimistic, but I'm expecting big things from this team, and I can certainly see a run happening. All right. Well, Tom, thank you so much for your two cents. As always, you've been doing a phenomenal job the past few years covering this team. And I think I might be a little biased, but the best coverage in the state for Indiana Hoosiers on both sides of the ball. Thank you so much for watching Fan Nation and Sports Illustrated. And that's it for our Hoosier Roundtable.